we had to do was find out how can we build relationships and create liaisons that can help us, you know, get into this community and really show that this is an authentic reach to make sure that all of our families in the city of Milwaukee have equal access to these, you know, life and family sustaining wage jobs. Hey everyone, welcome to See Not Work, the podcast. It's a podcast where we highlight diversity and inclusion professionals and the initiatives they're leading to help their fellow employees feel seen at work. I'm Natalia Eileen. I help companies build more diverse and more inclusive workplaces. Today I'm excited to share a conversation I had with a fellow diversity and inclusion professional, Kwabana Marcus Collins. Kwabana is currently the diversity and inclusion advisor for Kohl's and a diversity recruitment and strategy consultant with Bridge Builder Professional Staffing. He's a native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where prior to working at Kohl's, Kwabana served as the National Director for Diversity Recruitment for the City of Milwaukee and as the Recruitment Director for City Year Milwaukee. You can read his full bio on our website at cnetwork.com. Now, during our conversation together, Kwabana reflected on his experience as the National Director for Diversity Recruitment in the City of Milwaukee. I had so much fun engaging in this conversation and learned a lot about his experience building out a diversity recruitment arm from scratch. If you're curious about that, if you're just interested in hearing a fun conversation about diversity and inclusion, this is a podcast episode for you. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right, we have Kwabana here. So excited to hear from him about his work. Um, Kwabana, if you don't mind getting started with sharing a little bit about yourself, maybe what you're doing now, and then we can dig right into the initiative you wanted to share with us. Sounds good. So uh, a little bit about my background. I've been in talent acquisition most of my career. Uh, a lot of that, or most of it has been uh, targeting diverse candidates from local in here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to the Midwest region, to national efforts, uh, working with a large national nonprofit as their local recruitment director, as the regional diversity recruitment director, and as a national diversity recruitment director. And then um, doing some consulting for my own business, uh, professional staffing, specifically consulting in diversity recruitment strategies. Um, and then currently I'm the diversity and inclusion advisor for Cole's corporate offices in the suburbs of Milwaukee. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so it sounds like you've done a lot of work, particularly in the recruitment, the diversity recruitment space. Mm -hmm. fair to say. And I know you mentioned that you had an initiative within that realm that you wanted to dig deeper into. So love to hear a little bit about it. Sure. So uh, the city of Milwaukee, if people don't know about the city of Milwaukee, city of Milwaukee is actually a minority majority city. Um, it is approximately 60% diversity uh, from an ethnic standpoint. And so uh, the city decided to hire a or create a new position for a diversity recruiter for the city of Milwaukee to help make sure that the um, stu the employees were representative of the population of the city that is served. Uh, thinking about the city of Milwaukee as a public entity, that makes sense, right? So uh, the 
Common Council created the position and I was fortunate enough to take on that position and really build it from scratch. So, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, so, and you're mentioning this as, as the role that you had previous to the one you have now, right? Correct, the one that I had previous to now, correct. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, please tell us. So you, you kind of came in with no infrastructure around diversity recruiting mm -hmm. and sounded like the city had a great um, motivation. They, they were very much mm -hmm. interested in diversifying their employee base, but they didn't really have a foundation for it. So I'd love to hear what you right. ended up doing. Sure. So uh, my first six months or first three months was really to understand the nuances of the city of Milwaukee. You know, it's a public entity. It's a municipality, which means there's a lot of steps and, th and phases of processes that have to happen. Uh, you're also technically working underneath the mayor. So things that whatever I was doing was going to have some type of trickle effect to the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, but I have no political affiliations and neither does the employment division of the city of Milwaukee. So it's kind of a, you know, a lot going on there that you have to be cognizant of while you're making these new processes. So first three months was really to get an idea of what was going on and to create a strategy. So what I ended up doing was um, looking at the overall city population, which is approximately 40% black, about 40% white, um, about uh, 18 or so percent Hispanic Latinx, um, and then you have a relatively significant Asian population, and then you have your international and others or those who don't identify. Um, and so our employee population, we took a look at that with our workforce, partnering with our workforce division, mm -hmm. and realized that there were um, certain demographics that were unbalanced in the representation as employees. Now, the city of Milwaukee is it is technically a nonprofit and the salaries aren't you know high like they are going to be in more of a corporate setting, but they are family sustainable wages with very good health benefits. And so um, the city said, well, we want to make sure that families know that a lot of people don't even think of the city of Milwaukee as an employer in general. You know, now I would go to career fairs and they said, you're a city, I never heard Wait, the city of Milwaukee, I guess you guys hire people, huh? We're actually, the city of Milwaukee is one of the largest employers in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, you know, wow. they, they employ just about in their um, high non-sworn population is just over 3,500 people. Okay. And their sworn uh, personnel is another 35, so total about over 7,000 people. Wow. If they were a corporation, they'd be the third largest in the state. So you're talking about significant job opportunities. And uh, for that to be uh, unbalanced in the representation was a, was a challenge. Um, so yeah. what we did was we went into the, got into numbers. We looked at the data from the census. We looked at all the different numbers from where we were and where we were trying to get. So the, the largest disparity was in our Latinx community. And um, there are some cultural nuances uh, with the Latinx community, which is very insular, is very, um, they, they are very, uh, they take care of themselves. They're very independent. Um, and they, in many cases, they can be skeptical of outsiders, so to speak, um, which is something that it was a challenge for us to be able to reach that community at times. So what we had to do was find out how can we build relationships 
and create liaisons that can help us you know, get into this community and really show that this is an authentic reach to make sure that all of our families in the city of Milwaukee have equal access to these, you know, life and family sustaining wage jobs. Um, We can't make any type of uh, offers to people based on their ethnicity and say, hey, we need, we want to have more Puerto Rican employees. So if you're Puerto Rican, come apply and we'll give you a job. Everybody goes through the same process. Actually, one of the most equal processes I've ever seen in employment. Um, but it's not to say that we don't reach out to them because historically, uh, a lot of the city employees, the way that they get the job is mostly through referrals mm. or our HR analysts do a good job of getting it out to different job posts. But again, if you're know, not looking at the city as an employer, most people aren't going to look for those jobs. Um, so we we had to just be strategic and go out and recruit as opposed to kind of post and then pray that the right person sees the ad and then pray that they, you know, apply and pray that they use the right keywords and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So what did that look like? Because it sounds like the first thing you did was really assess the situation. Mm-hmm. You found that there was a specific segment that you really had some opportunity to improve, but then... Right. How did you um, do that kind of outreach and what did that that look like? Sure. Um, So we did probably about three or four different strategies specifically. Um, So one of the things we use social media. Yeah, we put the jobs out there, but what we started doing was uh, often and over the research I've done over the years, people want to work somewhere where they're going to see people that look like them. Mm -hmm. And Again, we do, though we weren't, you know, at scale, we did have a significant Latinx community that were doing wonderful things within the city of Milwaukee. So we started featuring some of them on our Feature Friday campaigns. And so that was one of our social media uh, tactics that we used to help uh, spread the word. You know, people, we tagged them on, tagged the actual individual then their network started to comment and tag and share it with their friends and family. So it, it became a much larger reach of people that we were getting and in the specific demographic because they themselves were sharing it. So then it also had more validity and, and more value in that information. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we did that. We built some other community relationships with strategic partners. So um, there's a national organization called Prospanica, um, which also has a local chapter. It's formerly known as the Hispanic MBA, but they went through a branding change, uh, and I want to say 2016. And so now they're Prospanica. And so we partnered with them and started doing some events with them, coordinating uh, service events with them, kind of just really getting out there that, you know, this is an employer that not to to the point I was watching one of your video blogs, you know, especially in this time, we're talking about, you know, investing in our people. And so this was a way to invest in our people. We have a, um, had an ERG employee resource group called Avanzando MKE, uh, which means advancing Milwaukee. And so we have two partner, uh, two members from Avanzando are members of Prospanica sponsored by the city of Milwaukee. So again, we're investing in our people so that they can continue to be engaged in the community and develop themselves professionally. Um, 
And then uh, we also did, you know, more strategic, you know, online Boolean searches, you know, strategic, more of the um, headhunter type of recruitment that I personally did. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, you know, again, built other smaller relationships with the collegiate levels to, you know, get that brand out at the early stages of people's professional careers. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for laying that out. I, I, I couldn't help but think about um, was for you to make a case for any of this. Did you ever experience any pushback or any maybe other than that, any challenges globally as you were working through this initiative? Sure. I mean, uh, for the most part, I didn't receive a whole lot of pushback that people were excited for this. They were ready for it. They were excited for it. Um, I mean, Historically, you usually hear, well, if, well, how, how can you recruit for, to increase the Latinx community that's, you know, anti-racism, you're, you're, you know, discriminating against white men, you know, or white people who, you know, normally, you know, may have gotten the job. Well, to that point, again, that's what, why we have a very fair, very upfront, very transparent hiring process. Everybody goes through the exact same process. Everybody go, gets the exact same questions, the exact same assessments. It's all even. The difference is not within diversity recruitment is really more on the marketing side and saying, hey, this is an opportunity. You normally don't have access to this information. I'm going to make sure you have this information. And from there, people do what they, what they feel is best for them and their families. But it's really about getting the information to a diverse pipeline and then whoever's the best will rise to the top. Yeah, I think that always um, is something that I talk to people about. Sometimes you hear lowering the bar. People are concerned mm -hmm. they're lowering the bar. And right. I think, oh, diversity recruitment is all about strengthening the bar and increasing people's access to it. You're strengthening yep. the bar by making sure that it doesn't have the biases that may be inherent mm -hmm. in the hiring process, and then you're making sure that you get even more people, those who maybe have not thought of applying before, you're right. access up there. So I think that's, exactly. that's great. I want to know more about, you mentioned that during your initiative with um, people, people were sharing their social media. You had a lot of um, ERG representation come in. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you felt you also needed to ramp up? beforehand, um, and I'm speaking, I guess, more so about the ERG side, maybe some of the internal internal work that was happening. Did you really have to contribute to that in order to make sure that it was prepared to attract more diverse talent? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So the city of Milwaukee is the only municipality in the state of Wisconsin that has ERGs. Okay. And it's one of the only cities in the country that has ERGs. Uh, and we just developed them last year. So they were all new. So they're what, and they were very excited about the talent acquisition side. They wanted to, part of their mission was to help increase the population of those in the Latinx community. And so there wasn't a lot of work that I had to do outside of um, point people in the right direction, mm -hmm. give them a little guidance and get out of their way. Okay. Um, and so we, you know, they were very involved. The leadership was very involved in our citywide uh, career fair. Mm -hmm. um, they were very engaged with our partner, Prospanica. Um, and we were just early, in the earlier stages of, we created a unified 
ERG strategy and philosophy for all of our ERGs in which each of the separate ERGs were to take their own plan to make sure that they were addressing those same three goals. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. So it was easy. I, I didn't, I, I would, I like to say take credit for it, but I didn't really do all that much. It was just, I was there at a really good time. Um, was able to bring people together. I, that was my main contributor, is just really getting people together and adding a little bit of structure. But the passion came from everywhere you looked. It was all there. Everybody was ready for it. They wanted it. And they they were completely engaged. That's awesome. I think I, I feel a need to, to find something that maybe you, you, a roadblock or something that you did experience because it sounds like you had the leadership on your side, everyone <laughs> Excited. You have these ERGs. You're the first in the you know the first city to have your, like it sounds like everything's really awesome. You had great momentum. Was mm -hmm. there anything um, worth discussing that you think either slowed you down or you found mm -hmm. shift or pivot in order to get through? Um, I'd say that I mean for for that it was really there was a financial strain um, for yeah. you know for the amount of investment that we were able to. Um, put into that particular department of those, that initiative. Uh, the city of Milwaukee is a relatively large municipality. It's one of the largest 25 cities in the country, but our financials don't necessarily um, correlate with that size. And so um, and we also lost some more money this year, which means less money for quote unquote new initiatives. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a challenge for us. Um, fortunately, we were able to kind of augment that with um, services. So we may support uh, another organization through service and give them something in lieu of financial gain for them. And they, so we kind of did a more of a bartering system, um, which for me, again, my background is in the nonprofit mostly. And I was used to bartering for things. Uh, I've done, you know, thousands of workshops in the community over the years in lieu of financial support for these organizations. And so, um, and the other thing I guess would be, again, along the financial side is um, there is a process. There was formerly no real budget for the diversity and inclusion. The budget was my position. It wasn't a budget necessarily for the operations outside of my salary. Uh, the good thing I will say, though, is our department was able to, and the city was able to find some money in year two um, to help build out some of those activities and make sure that we maintain those some of those partnerships. And they found some monies where we needed to have them. Um, we could have used more, um, obviously, but... The city was very supportive, and though it was a challenge, um, we were able to make do with what we had. Okay. Well, I wish I had something more challenging for you, but it, you know, it was a, it was a pretty <laughs> ideal situation for me. You know, I, um, when I left, it, it was a challenge leaving because the people I love, what I did, who I did it with, where I did it. And how I did it. it, there was really not much to really complain about for me. It was nothing for me to complain about. It was a great opportunity. That's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I think the reason I ask is just so that people who are thinking about replicating mm -hmm. your experience in any way or who are kind of taking yep. notes 
how did he do it? Um, you know, they might also be running into different obstacles. But uh, if not, if not, well, you know, there, so there actually was one. I will say that my biggest challenge again with the whole initiative was, um, again, getting into the Latinx community, getting into the community, and really being able to engage. That I never quite got to where I wanted to go. Mm. I did make some gains, but it was never, never what I would hope had hoped for. Um, you know. I, I tried to work, I worked with the alderman um, and he helped refer me to some places. Uh, there were some other organizations in the community that I got out to, but it just it, for a one man team, mm -hmm. there wasn't enough time to really um, dedicate to being in the streets as much as what you need right. to break into that community in an authentic way and without being coming off as you're just checking a box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that would be the biggest challenge that I ran into. I wouldn't say that I was 100% successful in, in getting over that barrier. I'd say about 60%, maybe. Uh, it still was something that, uh, unfortunately, I left undone. Mm -hmm. And those are, I think, I appreciate you sharing that because I think that that's a reflection of a challenge that is consistent, right? Might be the Latinx community one day, but you, you know, the, there are as a diversity and inclusion professional, you are hoping to find, um, you know, every community, help every community get its inclusion, mm -hmm. its opportunity to be fully present in the space yeah. that, you are, that you're helping to lead. And that's very difficult for one person to do. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a challenge in and of itself. So I appreciate mm -hmm. that. No problem I, at all. I'm glad I was able to find one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typically a positive person. So I, I, I'm always thinking about the, the silver lining of any situation. So that's good. I, I was like, how could I get to the real challenge? <laughs> so. uh, well, I think this is a good question for you then. I, I, I'd love to hear any advice you have for people, particularly, it sounds like the theme that I'm gathering from this conversation is starting this diversity recruitment from scratch, right? Um, so if you have any advice for people who are maybe doing something similar, similarly in their organization, I think this will be a good time to share. Sure. Um, it's funny, as you're talking, uh, my daughter walked by and one of her favorite movies is Annie, um, the Jamie Foxx version. <laughs> and there's a, um, a point in that movie where Annie says, you know, Jamie Foxx is saying, you know, no to everything. No, can't do that. Can't do that. No, can't do that. And in diversity and inclusion, a lot of times you're going to find some no's. You're going to see some no's. I, I fortunately have been in a good situation where people are ready for it. Um, but it, uh, there's other organizations that aren't quite ready for it. Uh, it's a sticky, it's a uncomfortable, it's really changed management in most cases. Yeah. So you're going to run into no's. Um, but in the movie, the Annie says, you know, he asked her, why do you have this outlook on things? Why do, why do you always just take these no's like that in such a positive way? And she says, you know, I think that when people say no, they're just looking for a, a reason to say yes. And so if you enter into this diversity space with that mentality, that when people say no, they're really looking for a reason to say yes, mm -hmm. then understand what is the reason they're saying no. Get to know them, be empathetic, be sympathetic, and, and try to walk, you know, a, a, a mile in their shoes or in their moccasins, as we used to say, a city here in Milwaukee. Um, you know, take a stroll in their shoes and, and figure out 
what is their perspective on this? Why are they saying no? And then kind of think about it. How can, how are they really looking to say yes? Mm -hmm. What is it going to take for them to say yes? Because yes is always a better, nicer word than, than no. People would much rather say yes than no, but they're apprehensive for whatever reason. You have to really get to know people and what their motivations are and their perspective is right. to be able to understand why they're saying no. It's not no to you. It's not no, no to everything. It's no to what I'm seeing right now. Well, thank you so much, Klavana. That was great. I appreciate you sharing all of your experience with us. No problem, Natalia. I appreciate you reaching out. This is wonderful. Keep up the great work. Will do.